Welcome to the High Ground Podcast, Stevie W. Big Callum. Okay, we're on now. We're looking at Mandalorian Chapter 7, The Reckoning. So, uh, what did you think, dude? Yeah, I, I, say this, I feel like I say the same thing every week, but the show seems to just get better and better with each episode. Because we've got probably our main antagonist now, haven't we? With Moff Gideon. Oh, spoilers, by the way, sorry. Yes. <laughs> is he uh, Expanded Universe, Moff Gideon? Or is he new to the No, never know. No, I think he's... Um, just created for this. Ah. But his outfit, like the armor plate, that's the same outfit that Agent Callus has on Rebels. So I assume they're both supposed to be sort of from the same, you know, like uh, part of the, mil- the military. Yeah. I will watch I will watch Rebels. I will. I like the return of Cara June. I got a thing for Gina Carino. So. Yeah, she was great. And uh, it was great seeing Apollo Creed again. Yeah, Carl Weathers. <laughs> ah, but... A real spoiler territory now. Uh, I think I couldn't believe what they did to Quill. Like, yeah, I have and spoken. The, and the, the child as well. Yeah, I hope he just destroys the war. <laughs> yeah, it's it's anytime anytime the child comes into play, you just know that anyone messes with the child, it's not going to end well for you. Yeah, but definitely not the Imperials. I gotta admit, I mean. So far, out seven that we've watched, my favourite is still the prisoner, as I really, really have, a, uh, really like the whole setting on Tatooine and everything. But yeah. you know, it's it, they can't go wrong though now with Mandalorian. It's and even having taken Waititi back as IG Eleven, and I thought that was that was nice. Yeah, that was good. Seven drinks. Yeah, I was. <laughs> but I, but I do like the, the 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 thing is the child is a puppet. And I just like the way that they weren't completely practical with that. And the easiest yeah. thing to do would have been going CG. So you don't have to worry about where you have to position things. So it's... Yeah. So I think like having a, a physical child on set is fantastic. I think it's, it's kind of bad because when I first saw him, I thought, wow, that's really good CG. And it's, you know, like our mindset is just programmed to expect it now, isn't it? And it just felt really disingenuous because people had actually made this thing to work. But you're just so used to thinking of that CG or him automatically. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm watching, uh, at the moment, we're watching Westworld Season 3. And then they blend CG and uh, Practical perfectly. Uh, and that's the TV series. And But there is a, just so much heavy reliance on CG to actually see a lot of practical. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. And when you, you shouldn't be able to tell... What CG and what is is practical, and then that's why Mando for me works. I'm looking forward to yeah. the gallery, which is coming as soon as uh, the Mandalorian finishes. It's coming on May the fourth. We've got the gallery, the new series about the Mandalorian, the making of. Oh, yeah, it's like a making of, yeah. yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to that. I actually I know a few things that happen in the next episode of the Mandalorian, but I'm going to wait till I've watched it. For, you know. Yeah, I've got a prediction. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna make an appearance, shall we say? Do you wanna say? Gonna, do you wanna, do I can't wanna... say for sure what I think no, it is. But I'm I'm looking forward to the last one because it's gonna be a good two parter, and I'm hoping this gets get a Blu-ray release because this is one thing that I'd like to see sitting next to my Rogue One and Solo. It is yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I think it, didn't John Favreau direct this episode? Now, that one was directed by I'm going to go to the top. Deborah Chow. Oh, um, Deborah, I'm thinking it says directed by John Favreau. John Favreau's got his name was created by I think. Yeah, he's got his name on a lot of things in that. De Deborah Chow is known for Mandalorian, American Gods, Man in the High Castle, directed an episode. Better Call Saul directed an episode. She directed some Jessica Jones, Rain. Iron Fist, episode of Beauty and the Beast, a lot of TV actually. Uh, she's a writer on The Cost of Living, The Hill, Day Pass, which is short. Costume designer, she's got three credits. And she's got an actress's one credit, says uh, Chapter 6 of The Mandalorian, Sash Keta. So oh, right. it's probably a background person, isn't it? Yeah, but she's. She, it, 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 was, it was a. It was a it was a good episode and Carl Weathers, like you say, and uh, it's nice to actually see see Apollo in a galaxy far, far away. Because Sly's, yeah, Sly's in the Guardians and Apollo's in the in Star Wars. Yeah, and I I mean I've said a few times to you, I may have said it in the podcast before, but I always thought Carl Weathers looked exactly like Billy D. Williams. So it's kind of strange that they've ended up in the same franchise now. I've got to say though. No one's as cool as Billy D. Williams. Yeah, Billy D's the man. Oh yeah, I mean you, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson is absolutely fantastic. But in terms of like, uh, you know, he, he is Lando. Yeah, we I mean, are talking about voice. I, I, I watched an entire film or TV series about Lando. Oh so like, yeah, Donald. Yeah, I, in some ways, he's kind of more cool than Han. I don't know if that's sacrilegious, but. I always thought, like, you know, when like when you first see Empire, and uh, and he's like, "Oh, Lando's my friend from years ago." Yeah. I, I always think, "Wow, who's this guy? He must have been so cool as well." And then when you see him, you just think, "Yeah, he's cool." <laughs> it, I'm, I'm, I've been watching uh, a lot of the some of my favourite scenes from Skywalker recently. Actually, I do quite a bit at the moment because it makes me makes me happy, and uh, the bits where the bit where, uh, where Billy Dee's talking to Poe Dameron, you yeah. know, about family and we were there for each other. It's his voice. Yeah. Billy Dee Williams has such an incredible voice. He does. You know, he should be doing more voice work. Really... Yeah, I mean, he, he voices Lando in Rebels as well, oh, so that's nice. cool that they got him as well. But it's like, I've always said, you mean, so, so you got Samuel Jackson, Morgan Freeman, James Earl Jones is like great voice talents. Billy Dee Williams should be up there with him for, for yeah. voice talent. Because yeah. he's, but then again, I've said that. I also think Donald Glover. I mean, we're going to have from the Mandalorian, but Donald Glover as well oh, as the young Lando. I thought Donald Glover was amazing as Lando. I'd, I'd love to see. I really wish they would carry on with that trilogy, the, the Young Han trilogy. Like. Even if it doesn't make money, like do or do a TV series. You've got Disney Plus now, like. Give it. Obviously, the only ones that are going to buy Disney Plus are the ones that aren't the Little Moons, aren't they? Yeah. So. Definitely. But then again, when people moan about about you know uh, all these people, like I didn't go see Solo because I didn't like episode eight. How many times did you hear that? Yeah, constant. Yeah. But on the positive, people all that, that could be a whole other tangent, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But a lot of people, everyone say, "Oh, I love the Mandalorian." Yeah, I'm proud about that. Actually, I mean, 
one of the things I've liked about this episode specifically is seeing more of the Empire. Like, it doesn't ever get boring seeing the Stormtroopers yeah. or TIE Fighters and stuff. You know, it's just... It, I, it's been interesting seeing, like, how the whole story's gone after episode six. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I like the scene with Werner Herzog where he says um, something about, like, since the Empire's gone, do you think there's order anymore? Because it's just chaos out there. We kept order. And, like, and you think, like, you do the Thanos thing where you're like, yeah, you're evil, but are they right? They have to say, no. we ultimately have to say they're wrong because they are the quote-unquote Empire. But yeah, Thanos was fun. right. I think Thanos was right. But that's another story. Thanos was right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's okay to have villains where you go, well, he's kind of right. Like, he's still bad, but he's kind of right. Empire is selfish. Thanos was selfless. Yeah. So... Well, he was more like, he was more like Chance, wasn't he? Like... You know, flipping a coin and it is 50 50. Yeah, and it's just the Avengers got in the way. Whereas the Empire kind of like, yeah, we don't like you because you're different, so die. Yeah. <laughs> that basically sums, sums, sums it up. But uh, yeah, I, I did like Quill. I do, he's, the, he, he's the one person I'd like to see survive because he was a good character. Yeah, I mean, unless he's not dead, but I think he is. I think he is. It's just the way at the end, and I was like, "Yeah, I just uh, he he was good, and Nick uh, Nick Nolte was good t- uh, voice talent for him." So but... yeah, I didn't realize it was him until I looked online, like the, after the first episode. So I. I, I am looking forward now to see how this ramps itself up. I know a lot of people have seen it because... Uh, have you got any predictions? or? I know some of the major plot points because it, oh, it, you know, it was that. literally on Instagram and everything. Oh, right. So And on Facebook and social media at the time when it aired in the States. So I yeah. know some of the key points. So I don't want to go into that territory because it, it's, it's going to be that's real spoiler territory. What do you think of Moff Gideon as a bad guy? I really didn't think much of him. as He was like, he just came across a standard Imperial. I don't know, I kind of, I like Giancarlo Esposito though, because he was the only good thing about Breaking Bad when he played Gus. I've not seen um, him. And I've seen him, he's been in a few other things, but I, he is quite a good actor. And he, he does look quite imposing as well. Got a lot of acting talent. Harley Quinn. He's got a weird tie fighter as well, hasn't he? Yeah, the one that actually goes down. But it explains how they actually yeah. go get in and out of the tie fighters. He was in an episode of Westworld. Once upon a time. He's in once. Yeah, I was gonna say once upon a time. Sorry, with Marvel. I'm just having a quick look. He's never really been on my radar. No, I mean, I. I hate, I can't stand Breaking Bad. I don't know why it's so hyped, but he was the best thing about him. So if he's going to be a good bad guy in this, yeah. I'm hoping he survives at the end of the first season. I could find out if I just go on to IMDb, but I don't want to go into spoiler territory. No. Naughty. Yes. The only thing I go on to spoiler territory is Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I want to know what's happening in all the episodes because I want to laugh. Is um, have you got any 
ideas of who you think guest stars or like characters will be in the second season. Because I'm assuming they're going to be like bringing them in now and again. Uh, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, Rosario. I've heard about that. Yeah, that. I mean, Rosario Dawson's a pretty good choice if yeah. they do pick up. And there was but, someone um, else. I don't know. I always kind of thought maybe they shouldn't use the animated characters in live action. But, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to see when it happens. But I always thought that was kind of like a no-no for crossing things over. I mean, I know Chopper's in Rogue One, isn't he, from Rebels? But yeah. he's a droid, so you can kind of get away with that. Oh, yeah, this is one, because I'm on the IMDb page now for it, because I knew there was a second name that that it's, it's been rumoured. It's Michael Bain going into it. Oh, right. If he is, that, that'd be interesting. But I'm just, I'll wait till I've seen it, but, you know, Rosario is pretty much locked in, so it's all in process. I mean, it'd be interesting to see someone like Boba Fett I'd love to see Boba Fett as long as it's played by Daniel Logan. Yeah, we all know he escaped from the fucking yeah. pit. He it? did. I did. Boba, even if it's just background, I, you know. But anything can happen, you know. I didn't. Nobody knew that. Uh, spoilers. Wicket turns up at the end of uh, Skywalker. Yeah, I so, mean, we could even you could even implement Boba Fett into the story somehow because he's a Mandalorian as well. Yeah. You know, like he. There could be a, you know, you could be like a guest surprise or something at the end of one of the seasons, and and all you need to do is have Daniel Logan play him, yeah, because he's behind the mask anyway, isn't he? Exactly. Or even if he's not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The thing is, uh, they've got so much they can use because you've got look at uh, uh, for the clone troopers, you've got uh, Tamara Morrison. Yeah, because but then again, if you do that, the problem with adding someone like Boba Fett into Mandalorian is. It becomes more if it'll take the track from the Mandalorian character himself. That's yeah, I was problem. thinking that. At least with Ahsoka, she's kind of well, she was a main character, but like, it's not going to take the focus off of him, is it? No, but you put Boba, you put Boba Fett into something, and yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's like with uh, Rogue One. If you went into Rogue One knowing that. Governor Tarkin was actually going to be in it. It would detract from the rest of the film, so it's nice to see him in. Whereas if you know in advance that Boba Fett's going to be in, in the, in the Mandalorian, you're literally going to be waiting for Boba Fett, and it would ruin the rest of the series. All you're doing is looking out for Boba Fett. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, if you do put him in, I hope it's like a. So I was thinking maybe like we might see Luke or something as well, but I hope they kind of do sort of keep it in the fringes. Yeah. You know, like it, like the Western style thing it is, where no one big pops up. Yeah, because that becomes uh, it becomes a cameo of the week sort of thing. Yeah, it's all right when you're trying to launch something that's been out of the public eye. You look at uh, is it McCoy that's in Encounter at Far Point? Yes. Yeah. And uh, so you need the bridging thing when when it comes to Star Trek, you can get away with it. You know, yeah, because especially the break between the you know the TV series and trying to launch a new TV series, so if you've got an original cast member in, it bridges the gap. But when you got someone as iconic as Boba Fett, yeah, you say Boba Fett's in, gonna be in the Mandalorian, everyone's literally it's gonna detract from the story. Well, I mean, Star Trek did that with each new series, so like McCoy set off 
Next Generation's pilot, then Picard set off Deep Space Nine's pilot, and then Quark set off Voyager's pilot. So, yeah. like you say, like the passing on kind of thing. Yeah. You know, if you go back to if Mandel, if, if uh, Boba is in it, just make it Daniel, Daniel Logan. That's... Yeah, I mean, they could do like a mission together or something. That'd yeah, be cool. That would. You know, like, he... but, um, yeah, maybe it's not a good idea, actually. Nah. The only, th- me. the only thing I want, the only thing I want more in season two is is more Cara Dune. Yeah, I like Cara Dune. I'm I'm hoping that these are going to be like the the crew, if you like. Yeah. You know, after a while. Yeah, and she's not your typical uh, female sort of lead. She's not your skinny, super skinny. She's more like you could actually believe. Oh, she, well, she's uh, MMA, isn't she? So that makes, oh, her, yeah. that makes her more believable yeah, than a lot of these heroines that are uh, fighting the good fight. She looks like, yeah, you wouldn't want to come across her because she'll kick you out. No, fire. No. <laughs> Plus, I like a little bit. Uh, I like his, as soon as, do you know when he's asking for help and she's kind of like, oh, I'm not interested. As soon as he says, oh, there's Imperials, she's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> take, out, take out a load of people that can't shoot? Yeah, I'm up for that. She was the only good thing in Deadpool. I'm sorry, I don't like Deadpool. Yeah, I'm not massively keen. No. So, so okay, out of five, what's your what's your rating for this episode? Oh, I'd give it four, definitely. I'm gonna go for three and a half. Enjoyable, but not the best. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it. It was better than most of the stuff that's on TV at the moment, but episode five because it was set on Tatooine, it had Ming Na Wen in it. It's kind of like. Uh, that, to me, is the five-star standard. I, I just... The reason I really, really liked it was... I I always... I kind of have an empire boner whenever there's, like, <laughs> Imperials. And I, I, I always think this, that the Imperials make Star Wars. You know, like, because... You go, you go prequel trilogy and, the, and sequel trilogy, and there's only ever substitutes for them. I always think the, the Imperials are the best bad guys in Star Wars. Yeah, they actually... Whereas Darth Vader's all in black, which is a representation of the dark side, the assumptions are white. Yeah. White is usually seen as pure. And, and as useless as they can be, they are iconic. And, yeah. Um, you see them and you know immediately what's going on. Don't quote me on this, I might be wrong, but I think that the troopers, a lot of the troopers are using Mandalorian the Fiber first. Yes, I think they are, yeah. They... they... They've been able to provide for like for the first time ever real outfits, haven't they? Because it's always been animated before yeah. that. So, that, yeah, the Fiber First are cool. I mean, right. I'd, I'd love to make my own Stormtrooper. Oh, that's another thing. Did you notice know the Death Troopers are in it? Yeah, from Rogue One. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, nice little callback. It kind of like says to all these fanboys that said, "Now, how can we have some new in every film?" Yeah, because it's a big galaxy. Yeah. Idiot. Why but, do you have... like? They seem to function more as bodyguards, don't they? Yeah. Or important Imperials. Yeah. They were good with Mad, uh, Mad Mickelson, Ben Mendelsohn in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's good that they don't, they sort of have this weird, they don't speak properly, do they? Yeah. Like, I think it might be just to make them more mysterious, but they do seem like harder than normal Stormtroopers. Yeah. But yeah, they've got better, yeah. better, they're, they're, they're better at shooting as well than regular Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Well, they hit the button door instead of the. Yeah. <laughs> You had one choice. You had you had, you had one. You had one job to do. There's three of them. There's how many of you? And you couldn't even hit yeah, one. Of them. You hit the protocol droid. One. 
one one thing you hit is a protocol droid, and that was the one that was created by your that was created by your master Vader. Shows how useless you are. <laughs> Pay cut. Yeah. Oh. I always assumed it's because they can't see anything in their hands. Uh, and obviously because, you know, the, the real world reason is because obviously, like, you'd have no film if they killed all the heroes. <laughs> That's true. But, but yeah, then you look at the stormtrooper that bangs his head, but then Boba, but then Django bangs his head in uh, Attack of the Clones. Oh, that's one of the most annoying things about the prequel trilogy. That, that, that's something that didn't need explained. Like, it's funny as a joke, but when Lucas actually came out and said, that's the reason 100% why the stormtroopers bang their heads, I just thought, oh, what? <laughs> I think that was, I think that was meant as, as funny, but it kind of like, it, it does adhere to the whole fanboys thing about, you know, you have to have everything explained. Yeah, I mean, i tell you something else that's great about Star Wars at the moment. The, the last few episodes of Clone Wars have been spectacular. I mean, when you get up to that season, oh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts, because it's literally, it's literally just, just before episode three, so it's all tying together. It's fantastic. I got a question for you. Can you actually get into just watching the last season of Clone Wars and go back to watching the rest? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you even really want to skip the first few episodes of season seven, but they're like standalone ones anyway. So if you go straight to episode nine of season seven, that's the last four episode arc of the whole series. Oh. So it, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know who the characters are, don't you? So yeah. I mean, it's not a spoiler that Darth Maul's involved as well. So I will. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to just watch the last four, yeah, I don't think it would make much difference to be honest. I think I might just start with season with because uh, I'm going to watch the season because we are going to me and the boss are going to actually watch. Uh, we will go through because I want to do Rebels again, and uh, but I probably will start watching nine from the so uh, episodes season seven right from the start just so that I can actually because but I will yeah. get, I will get round to watching the Clone Wars all of them. Oh, well. oh, they're great. I mean, at the time, it was the greatest thing that's happened. Like, it was just like the characters were so good, and the writing was really. Uh, considering it's for kids, yeah. the writing is really good, and Dave Filoni's just great. Dave Filoni, the guy that wears a cowboy hat, which I got cowboy hat and fedora, meaning that I think that I think he's a major Indiana Jones fan. Just, That'd be interesting if he directed that. Indiana Jones. Yeah, I think he could do it. Yeah. I mean, Dave Filoni. He's. Uh, I mean, I saw him. The only thing I really know about Dave Filoni is the uh, is the Chef Show. He's in the episode yeah. of the Chef Show. He is, and he comes across as being as being so cool. Oh, he is. I mean, on the audio commentaries for some of the Clone Wars episodes, he's so nerdy. Like you know, he'll explain a reference as soon as it appears. Like, oh, this is. It's referencing like oh, so this and all that out of episode five or whatever, and you just think, it just sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that, and no, and this is what you know. We're doing sorry, we're doing the podcast, and we love this sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, any final thoughts on uh, episodes uh, seven of the Mandalorian? Just more of you know the be- the greatness that it is. Yeah. Um, just I hope the next. The season finale, I think, is going to be great. Yeah, in John Favreau, we trust, but I'm biased, and I've said that before in these podcasts. So yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, been Mandalorian uh, episode seven, the reckoning, and uh, some Star Wars ramblings. 
See you all in another. Yeah. <laughs> See you all in another high ground podcast.